Today is lesson four in this life of the Spirit, and we want to talk about assurance of salvation. And this is Angie Meadows. And this is Gracie Graham. And this is the Rocker Recovery. Now, you might say, why is she doing Bible studies when we should be talking recovery stuff? But until you transform your mind, you're not going to be able to hold your recovery. Um, you don't know the difference between good and evil. You don't know the difference between uh, love and hate, what you should love, what you should hate. You know what I mean? Mm Because God hates things. (laughs) And so when I study His Word, I can say, okay, now God hates that, so it's okay. And I can make a divide. I can study the Word to rightly divide it so that now I can make my walk line up with the Holy Spirit. So lesson four, assurance of salvation, kick us off with the introduction. Freedom to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer is a progressive journey to subdue the flesh until we receive grace. Now sin sin shall have dominion shall not have dominion over you because we are not under the law but under grace. Romans 6:14. All right, so when I move <clears throat> myself under grace, I'm no longer under the law. I'm under the spirit of life and not under the curse of death and sin. Isn't it interesting that your name is Grace? <laughs> Keep going, baby. God's word is true and and if the Lord says it, I can believe it. I can believe it. God won't forget my faithfulness to Him, nor will He forget His promises to me. So I can understand that when things look bad, it's because He's working them out for my good. And we had a recent lesson on affliction. And if you have a lot of afflictions and a lot of suffering, I want you to go back and listen to that lesson. I want you to know that God's got a plan here. He's got a purpose, and you can trust Him. Amen. Keep going. If I stop believing because of a trauma or some bad circumstance, this will stump my progress. I must practice receiving His grace and ask for the Lord to be my Redeemer. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Second Corinthians twelve nine. Today it is time to know the love of my the love of my redeemer. God who redeems my life from destruction is he who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Psalms one oh three four. So when you think of God, Gracie, do you think of a father that's coming to crown you with loving kindness and always be tender and merciful? He always does. He does. He does. So now, if you're out there and you grew up with a father that did not give you that kind of an image of God, I want you to shift it. And I want you to realize that God is not a man, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that no matter what's coming at you, he's going to take it and he's going to move it and he's going to shift it to your good and to his glory when you yield it to him, when you say, here it is, Lord. It's almost like... He lets us get ourselves between a rock and a hard spot, and He likes it when we cry out so He can rescue us, mm-hmm. <laughs> so He can be that great rescuer. But if I'm not crying out and releasing it, how's He going to rescue me? So if I'm wallowing in it, He's going to be like, all right, tell me how it's working for you, little girl. <laughs> tell me how long you want to sit there. Okay, keep going. Get a vision for your infinite worth. Your infinite worth. How valuable do you feel? Keep going. Know your value in the Father's eyes. Let Him restore, redeem, comfort, heal, and make you whole again. Let the Father assure you of your salvation in Him. Mm. So many times, Grace, I I see people come into recovery and they have a great spiritual awakening, and then they go out and they lose it. 
Well, they didn't transform their mind to hold it. So there's this these this little parable that Jesus is telling, and he's saying, uh, don't put new wine. Don't put the new word, the new thoughts, the new promises in an old wineskin. Because when they would carry this old wineskin, if it would be dry, it was probably the stomach of an animal or something, it would work first time, and they could carry their water or their juice or whatever they were carrying. But the second time, it had already dried. It had been empty. It had dried out. And they put the stuff in it so they could carry it. And as they was walking down the road, it crack and leak and it would be gone and they'd be thirsty (laughs) so if i don't renew my mind and stretch it so it's new and it can hold that experience in that word of god it's going to crack and leak out and if i embrace a circumstance and a problem and a trouble more than i embrace renewing my mind and trusting god it's going to crack i'm going to lose it and so the glory of god's very heavy and that foundation beneath me is going to crack if I'm not making it solid and sure in Christ. So the first question is James 1.25. How will we know when the Word of God is truly coming alive in our hearts? But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, to not, in it not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So don't forget. I will know that I am renewed in my my life. My life's being renewed when I don't forget what God's saying, when I'm free to be a doer and not just a hearer. Because when I am powerless, I want to do it, and I can't do it, and I'm powerless, I'm still stuck under the bondage of sin. And, And freedom is not freedom to sin. It's freedom for me to choose not to sin. It's freedom to love. It's freedom to love, freedom to, to do good, freedom to do what I want to do in my heart. So number two, James one twenty six. how do we know we are out of step with God? Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on, the, on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. If our religion is worthless, it will show up in our speech. The mouth speaks what's in the heart. Matthew 15, 8 says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the person. So I need to listen to my words. I need to listen if I'm slandering, if I'm gossiping, if I'm accusing, if I'm backstab. That's what's in my heart. That's what I need to deal with today. And sometimes I don't know what's there till I, till I get with a friend where I'm very comfortable and I'm just chattering, and then I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, wait, let me back up. <laughs> I can't say that. I need to, That's what I need to deal with. So if, if I'm talking to somebody about it and they're part of the problem or part of the solution, it's okay. If I'm talking about it to condemn somebody, to triangulate somebody else on my side, to tear down somebody's character, uh, I, I'm in sin. So Matthew twelve thirty four. how do I know what is in my heart and what I need to deal with? You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Yeah, listen to your words. You'll hear bitterness you need to deal with. You will ha- have the doubt of the assurance of your salvation. If you're holding on to all this junk in your life, you got to let it go. you got to make room for the experience of the fullness of God and for His presence. If you are full of the presence of bitterness, you will never have the ability to carry the presence of God. It, and it won't change your life. It um so I want my life to be changed and to be more in the image of Christ. But if 
I hold on to all this stuff. It doesn't change that I'm saved, but it quenches me. It quenches my testimony. It puts darkness in my life. It doesn't allow me to enjoy my inheritance of peace and joy. So number four, Romans 18, 11. Can, can we have assurance that we will be resurrected like Christ? Uh-huh. <laughs> and if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So what was the question? Can we have assurance that we will be resurrected like Christ? Right yep. here. Yes. Yes, because God's Word says we will. Yeah, I just got to believe, right? Mm-hmm. So Hebrews 6.10, is God forgetful of what I've done for him? God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and can you continue to help them. So what if I did something wrong today and I'm just beating myself up all day long, but all year I've done good stuff to everybody. <laughs> is God beating me up? No. no, he says right here, he's no. not unjust. Just repent and shake it off and get up and move on. <laughs> I heard that he throws stuff into a sea of forgetfulness. It does. There's this verse that says, it's as far as the east is from the west, he remembers it no more. So it's the enemy that keeps throwing it in my face. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I need to go back and, and make reconciliation, and I need to go back and make restitution. And I need to go back and say I'm sorry. And other times I don't. That person abused me and was toxic, and I was just bouncing off of them. And if I go back, they're going to get us. They're going to get a grip to pull me back into toxicity. I just need to repent to my safe person and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hebrews six twelve. Well, what will will we who follow Christ inherit? Hmm. Keep going. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. So I have promises to rehearse. I have promises to think about. I can't pull to myself all this negative foolishness and miss the promises of God. I've got a lot of prophecies over my life. But Grace, if I forget to pray them in, I might not be able to fulfill them all. But if I can center myself, focus myself on the Lord and say, Lord, I can't fix it here. Lord, I can't do it there. Lord, I don't even want to look at it here. If you don't do this thing of me, it's not getting done. But I'm a willing handmaiden. Here I am. You do it in and through me, and I'll be your willing servant. And there's the attitude that God's going to be able to work through. So Romans 2, 7, the first part of the verse, what does God expect us to do? To those who by persistence keep doing their keep doing good, seek glory, honor, and, and immortality, he will give eternal life. So he expects us to consistently do good, seek honor, glory, honor, and immortality. He wants us to seek the things of eternal value, not spin our tails circling in the wilderness of unbelief. So he doesn't want us micromanaging little things. So the Lord taught me that with my children you know toys in the floor shoes here and <laughs> the bed's not made it didn't get made right the you know the the plate got left here the dog yeah they ate the dog food they spread <laughs> you know he doesn't, he doesn't and i'm serious it was funny but yeah i babysitting in the dog food bag everywhere all over the place so if i had gotten stuck in what was temporal which was a mess I would have missed what was eternal, which was the soul of the child that needed grace and compassion and training and 
nurtured and loved, right? Mm-hmm. So there is. So if I can just believe Romans eight twenty eight that all things are meant for my good and for God's glory, then I can look at it and say, "Okay, Lord, I don't know what you're doing here, but you." my Lord, can turn this to good. And I want to glorify you. So how can I glorify you in this mess? And if you ask that question, all right, this is a mess. I made it. I made it a mess. I went the wrong way. I made it a mess. But how can I glorify you in this? Well, I can glorify you by releasing it, trusting you to to make to turn all things. All things means all things, Grace. All things. Mm-hmm. So did you hear that promise in that verse? He'll give eternal life. He'll give us eternal life. Let's read that That's again. <laughs> to those who by persistence. So cool. <laughs> it is so cool. To those who by persistence keep doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give us eternal life. No. <laughs> She's over here squeaking her chair. <laughs> All right. So eternal life's my promise. So there's where I want to fix my eyes. So Ephesians 2.10. Why were we created? For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I want you to check the motives of your heart. I want you to do things out of the goodness of your heart without seeking reward with for people that you know can't even pay it back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. Number 10, John ten twenty nine. Can we have assurance of salvation? My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And in another version, it says, no man will pluck them out of my Father's hands. So if nobody can take me out of my Father's hands, then no circumstance, no problem, nothing that's ever happened to me, no one who's ever beat me up, abused me, condemned me, mistreated me, talked negative to me, or told me some lie about myself is ever going to be able to pluck me from God's hands. I need to know that I'm safe. Okay, so number 11, 1 John three twenty. What if I don't? What if I don't feel saved? Okay. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. Ah, so sometimes <laughs> my heart condemns me. Me too. Yeah, but look at this. If my heart's condemning me, I can have this verse written out. But God is greater than my heart, and He knows everything. Look at that. I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to stand on your word. I'm not going to stand on these emotions of condemnation. Uh, I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm not going to walk in this flesh anymore. So 1 John 4, 4, how can I overcome the world? You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Yes, and there's a little song that we sang to the kids about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's true. So as an adult, if I don't realize how to hold the presence of God and how to walk with that presence, I've, I'm walking with the world and I'm stuck and it's, it's no good land. I've, mm-hmm. And I know I'm there because I've lost my peace. So when my peace is gone, then I can start talking to myself. I can say, okay, Lord, I can overcome because you have overcome. Because greater is you that is in me than he that's out there in the world. Okay, so Ephesians 1.13, who does God give us when we believe? And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of, the, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, 
when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Hmm. So the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit. We're going to have a couple lessons on the Holy Spirit so that you'll understand who the Holy Spirit is, how he's your teacher, your comforter, your guide. He will remind you of all things. So we're going to conclude this lesson. The promise is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord assures us that we were created for good works. When I trust in the promises of God, knowing that nothing and no one can pluck me out of the hand of God, I am safe. I am free to grow in the understanding that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He is greater than my negative internal critic. He is greater than my guilt, shame, and self-condemnation. He is greater than any circumstance in my life. I can trust my Lord to never leave me or forsake me. Now sometimes it feels like he left me or forsook me. And what I have to realize is that I have split off between my spirit and my soul. I've dropped into my spirit and I abandoned myself. <laughs> and when I abandon myself, now I'm stuck. And I'm refusing the comfort of others and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So instead, when I'm stuck in this negative internal critic, in this guilt and shame and self-condemnation, or in some horrible circumstance in life, I want to be present for me. I want to be able to love me through it so that I don't abandon myself. If I abandon myself, Gracie, every trauma wound I have ever had from up until this day is going to come back and be really loud. Everything that I've not dealt with, everything that's negative that's ever come on me that I haven't moved to the altar, it's going to explode. And now this thing that's in front of me that I could have had the skills to deal with, I don't because it's a thousand times stronger. And I believe that that's why people go back out into addiction is because those wounds from before, they did not know how to move them. They did not know how to reshape them and let the Lord work them for good. They, they don't understand that this recovery path is their path to Christ. I remember my loved one when he got out of a rehab and he had relapsed again. And I was so overwhelmed and he just said, this is my path to Christ don't take it from me. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Mm, like, powerful. Yeah, all of a sudden I wasn't like wringing my hands trying to fix him. I was like, okay, Lord, this is not the path that I would have chose for him, but you're doing something here, so I'm going to trust you. And now I was able to show up for me. Now I was able to um, have the strength and the courage to get through what was going on. Okay, keep going, baby. The Lord Jesus tells us in John 16:33 that he has overcome the world and he gave us the Holy Spirit to seal us with the promise. How will any of us navigate life's difficulties without the hope of a better day? Rest in the assurance that salvation is a gift from God for me. You, for me, you and our entire households. Know that once he has begun a good work in you, he will finish it. Philippians 1:6. No that he has begun a good work in you and he will finish it. So I want you to know that once you step into the kingdom, once you you really surrender to the Lord and you're like, I'm here, Lord, doing me whatever you want to do, I'm here. Then he's he's begun a good work in you. And he's gonna start moving it in layers. <laughs> he's gonna start changing you from the inside out. But this isn't gonna happen if you don't understand how to get into the word. Jesus is the word. And so the word means he likes to speak. So I need you to start 
reading the Word, listening to the Word, reading preaching, listening to preaching. Music's good. Singing's good. Uh, listening to, to good gospel, good holy music to be able to praise Him and worship Him's good. But there is nothing that's going to make you strong like the Word of God. It's a solid foundation beneath your feet. It's uh, not the quicksand we're used to standing on. It's not going to suck us in and we're going to be fighting for our lives. We're going to be able to be on top of our circumstances. So to live an ascended life means that I'm above what's going on. It's almost like I'm looking down on it going, wow, that's really bad. (laughs) But if I realize that I've gone through things like this before, or I've watched this before, or the Lord's pulled me out of this before, then I can just sit with it. I can sit with my fear, my anxiety, and I can say, okay, Lord, I'm not abandoning myself today and dropping into anxiety. I'm going to feel it, but I'm going to externalize it and not let it be internal to suffocate me. Instead, I'm going to externalize it. Yeah, that's really bad. Man, that's that's so difficult. But I can't show up and comfort me and comfort you if I've lost myself in anxiety, if I've lost myself in fear. So I want to show up for others. I want to show up and be strong and mighty in spirit and be above these circumstances so that God can reshape them and that I can go from one circumstance to the next to the next to the next with hope, saying, you know, God got me through that. You know, I didn't have the money for that, and I just prayed, and within a week, there it was. You know, I didn't have the person to help me with that, and I prayed, and there they were. You know, I didn't know what to do with that, and finally I said, well, if you don't care, I don't care, Lord. (laughs) And as I'm just releasing it to the Lord, He brings it to me. But if I'm fighting, and I'm wrestling, and I'm grabbing, and I'm, I'm literally blocking Him. So there's a there's a surrender here. And so Gracie, everything that's making you suffer, everything that's making you feel weak and powerless, I want you to surrender it. Uh, not act on it, just surrender for a bit and sit there with it and let the Holy Spirit divide it and separate what's good from what's evil and give you direction. And then if you're powerless to follow that, I want you to start getting sponsors in your life, people in your life that care about you, setting more boundaries with yourself. And I set those boundaries small. I'm going to go to bed at this time. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to only eat this much. (laughs) I set the boundaries small so that I can start um, being a master of my own flesh, so that I can start telling myself what to do and what not to do. And as I build little, he that is faithful in the least will be faithful in much. As I start just getting faithful in those little things, now when the big thing comes, I can be faithful. I can still stay with the Lord and say, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief here. Lord, I trust you. Help me more to trust you more. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So what I want to do is to continue to just trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Delight myself in Him. Speak to myself with higher words, higher thoughts, with thoughts that are bigger than me. Because if I'm thinking with my little puny ones, (laughs) where do you think I'm going to (laughs) land? In bad land. In bad land. In no good land. In darkness. (laughs) I'm going to be grabbing at straws. So I want you today to realize the greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And this is Angie Meadows. Gracie Crane. And this was the Rocker Recovery. And we love you.